The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halabi, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me this morning. My name is Arab Halaby, the total financial hour, talking about your family's finances, of course, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for the future. Those are all the things we try to try to cover here on the show throughout the you know, weeks and months ahead. And part of the process, I guess, for you guys is to get involved a, a little bit through this, through our phone numbers, of course, giving us a call. But I like to hear your stories, success stories, uh, stories of failure, so, stories of things that just didn't work out. I have a few of those. So you got to stand behind me in, la- in that line. Right? We, we want to learn. And that's really a big part of it. Can you make a mistake? Yeah, of course, but only make it once. Nobody said you're supposed to be perfect. Nobody said the process of understanding and building your, your wealth and your success and your happiness in retirement is supposed to come from always getting it right. Because enough people, right, we're, we're going to, to give ourselves at least some credit when we do things right. And I want you to take some of the blame when you do things wrong. I guess that's counter to America's public schools, right? Where everything about your life is what? About self-esteem. We need to make sure little Johnny and Susie feel good because it's about your feelings, right? Not math. <laughs> one plus one is two. Oh, 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 wait. Did you feel like it was six today? Right? That common core math? No problem. One plus one is going to be six because you feel like it's going to be. Oh, wait, wait. Are you really passionate about one plus one being 14? Then wait, your passion, that should control truth, right? Your passion, the big, you have a larger sign than mine. You must be able to be more accurate. I mean, you know where I'm going with this because a lot of you uh, live life where you're trying to at least raise our children in an honest way, at least raise our grandchildren, our nieces, our nephews, be around those that we love. And to do it in a way in which, well, our goal is to be honorable. It's to ride that straight and narrow. It's to be that person who is, is honest to ourselves first and then to others. So in the, in the world of today's political climate, right, where the media is falling over itself to make sure Kamala Harris doesn't have her feelings hurt. Because you know that, that Biden, you know, he can't find a shoe, a nice guy. You've heard me talk about it in, in well, gosh, probably at least a year now. When we figured he was one of the the top front runners, I said, what a shame. The person who is responsible the most is Jill Biden. Absolutely. She's not a dummy. She knows how incompetent and inept, not a bad guy, maybe. I I don't know. But he doesn't know what day it is. He doesn't know what, what office he was running for. And now we call him president of the United States. He's just looking for his fuzzy slippers and his robe. He's looking to, to kind of get in next to a, a nice little fireplace and have somebody give him hot, hot cocoa. 
We count on you, men and women. We, we count on our wives and our husbands to make sure we're not doing dumb things. Right? This is a great example of when you should have somebody say, you know, you've had, you've had too much to drink or you're acting a little silly or you know what, you, you're, you're, you're just a little rude, right? Back off. Or, hey, that, that shirt and those pants, they don't match. They don't match. That hair, I'm, I'm, I know you got it cut and I'm sure you like it, sweetie, but just between you and I, we're not going to be mean about it. We're just going to talk about it. But, but I'm thinking maybe, maybe purple isn't your color. Right. However, you as husbands and wives have those conversations and not have to have a, you know, a frying pan thrown at you. Right. You want to have a conversation about I, I need to count on you. Hey, your zipper's open. You got something, uh, you, you know, in your hair. Let me let me get that little leaf out. Right. There's there's parsley in your teeth. I mean, you get it. I count on those around me to co- keep me from looking silly on purpose or on accident. And yet Jill Biden decided in this whole process that it was more powerful and more necessary for her in life to be first lady than it was to have Joe Biden die with any dignity in the rest of his life. And so he's already embarrassed himself with world leaders. We know that. And yet the media is doing everything it can instead of making fun of him or calling him him names. Like the whole media uh, group, right? The news went after Trump like nobody's business. Can you think, like, this is one of those missed opportunities in life, right? People sleeping in before the battle or making this mistake or, you know, taking this road instead of that road in, in historical uh, context, right? When China in the 14, 13, 1400s had a, a leader that was an incredible leader, very, very great leader for his people. And he had an admiral. And this admiral, his name was Ji Ha. I knew this because I had to study Chinese history way back when. And it was fascinating to me because historic uh, records show that he had gone all the way through to India and Saudi Arabia and across even down to Santa Barbara, California. Can you believe that? They found evidence of, of the, uh, the anchors that were used. And apparently they were the only ones that used those anchors at the time. And they found him off the Channel Islands, which is a group of islands just off of Santa Barbara, Central California. And, and yet, in that process, right, he returns home and the new leader is enshrined. And instead of, of conquering the new world, they burned most of the records and they killed half of the people. They burned most of the ships. He had ships that would make our aircraft carriers look, uh, you know, utilitarian, really. They had farms and farm animals, vegetables, full societies on the water. Hundreds of ships would travel. And in this process, I share this with you because here was a mark in history when a leader had a choice. And instead of embracing that change and moving forward, they canceled everything and it pushed China back 400 years into its power. And now we had the United States of America. We gave so much power to the, the media, the social media, the Internet. We gave so much power to five, six, seven people. And of that powerful, of that group of people, we had a chance to have peace in the Middle East. We had a chance 
to have economic success for everybody, including minorities. I mean, you understand it was, what was it clear, nearly 20% of the male black uh, vote voted for, for President Trump. Do you not understand that, that these folks, they just want to work. People, human beings, we just have children. We want to work. We want to raise our families. And instead of emphasizing those successes, this was a, a turning point in history. They stymied. They, they paper, uh, I guess, paper filed on him left and right. Uh, left and right. They built a whole stuff of this poor guy. Lawsuit after lawsuit. And they said, listen, we're not going to let you have any success. You know why? Because we didn't think of it first. So I share that with you because if you think going forward, you're going to do the same financial things as we did in a normal environment, that's not the case. We have a person who's the president of the United States who doesn't know what day it is. We have leaders around him who are actually running the government. That's, that's obvious. I mean, really. The guy sleeps in until, what, 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. He's in bed by 3 or 4 in the afternoon. You can't do that as a president. Right? President Trump slept four or five hours a day. And I think you guys, listen, we have some failures as, as uh, leaders in the Senate. Sorry. Probably nice people. I'm assuming they are. They seem like it. But when you're a lousy presidential candidate, when you lie to the president's face to get his endorsement, when you turn around on the other side of the story and you become what? A senator, and then you turn on them. You can't tell me there aren't any, there, there aren't any character flaws with that kind of behavior. You can't tell me that there isn't a little bit of resentment that, that he did it and I didn't. So I, I think a lot of people are cutting their nose off to spite their face. I think a lot of people are saying, damn, they're torpedoes, full speed ahead. I'm not thinking straight. And they, they put these false values so that they seem self-righteous, James Comey, Mitt Romney. Right? So the self-righteousness that we feel in the end of the story is that, look, again, whew, I'm a hero. All of you are moral midgets compared to me. And, uh, you know, I know things. And these are the people that are going to run your financial system. We have to stand up. If you don't think they're going to try to bring California to a, to a city near you, San Francisco to a city near you, meaning they've already ruined California and New York and Illinois, the pension debt is insurmountable, never going to be changed. The amount of pension debt in the states, remember, the states cannot print money. The states cannot inflate currency. The state does not control uh, rates, interest rates. They don't control money supply, money flow. So when a state doesn't control those things, it's a one-way street. In other words, it's spending. So when the city of San Francisco or the state of California or some of these other cities that are slowly being gobbled up by liberal mayors and liberal agendas, right? The Dallas School Board, you, you think weird stuff has come out of them for quite a long time. Austin, Texas, Boise. These are folks that, that have a history 
of following a defunct system. The, the let's go off of our feelings. Let's make sure math works because we feel like it works. Let's forget about a personal responsibility and accountability. Watch and see how quickly the media is going to cover up criminal uh, behavior by illegal immigrants because it doesn't suit their needs. So what can you do? There's a couple of things. Number one is you need to get involved. Get involved at the local level. Run for city council. Run for school board. Yeah, you're going to take some shots. You're going to get, uh, you know, called all sorts of names, right? The, the first one they pull out is always racist, bigot, whatever. Homophobe. Sexist. They, that ran for a while. But the poor Me Too movement, that didn't last long enough, man. They jumped right in and, and got squished by the, by the BLM and Antifa movement. Imagine having all those T-shirts printed up. Now what do you do? <laughs> You're stuck. You're like, oh, I should have printed the Antifa shirts. So I think one of the things you can do is get involved. And if you don't think that this is a war on the values that you hold true, if you don't think this is a war, folks, then, then I think you're just hoping that this happens in somebody else's lifetime. I wish you were right. Right? They cancel culture. They go out. If you disagree with them, they remove you from a work job, from an employment. How, how is that okay? Right? McCarthy did it. Remember big government, right? The Red Scare. Why do you think they want to remove history? Because when they were the victims of it, they didn't like it and they stood up for it. Now that they're the perpetrators of it, they don't want you to know that that ever existed because they don't want you to know the next part of the story, which is people losing careers. How many people lost wonderful careers in Hollywood from makeup artists all the way through to to top Hollywood actors? You don't think that's coming back? Right, restaurant owners, because two female whites up in Oregon had a great burrito restaurant, a burrito uh, Mexican restaurant, and the burritos were to, to die for, apparently. People loved them. They came from everywhere. They were featured in local articles. They ran for a couple of years, many years. And as soon as some clown on Twitter or Facebook says, oh, you're appropriating a culture, how dare you make burritos when you are white? And these poor ladies, far lefties, by the way, they were liberals. They were progressives. And they lost their restaurant because the enemy of liberals, the enemy of the left, is the far left. It's the progressives. It is not conservatives. In fact, today, a conservative is somebody who believes in free speech. Did you realize that was Martin Luther King and did, did you realize that was uh, just about anybody who stood up for equal rights? This will make its way into your financial life. I promise you it will. It's already going to happen. right? They do it subtly until they think that they have all the power, right? It's like in military warfare, you, 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 you throw a little bit over the edge, over the edge until you open the floodgates and you go, charge. Well, right now we are charge. That's where we are. We are charged when the media lifted off its veil, when professors at universities who used to say, no, 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 we're 50-50, we have conservatives and liberals at work for us, and now it's, what, 94%, 98%, depending on the university? Our progressives, far left? Of course your kids aren't being taught balanced values, think for yourself. Of course not. My son was in a class 
I won't tell you the school, but he was in a class. And the 27-year-old professor, right, they had to call him doctor because apparently he had his PhD by that time, who had never had a job in his life, who had no clue what it was like to sign that side of the paycheck, right, instead, he was living off a theory, working off of ideas. And what was his ideas? What was his theory? Simple, simple. Ready? That everybody should be paid $20 an hour, minimum wage. So my son said, what, what if the work is not worth $20 an hour? And the guy said, how dare you judge? He said, well, of course I'm judging. I'm paying for the work. He said, well, you are judging other people's efforts. Well, yes, I am. That's what's called a job. If I don't like your work, I don't hire you. If I like your work, I pay you more money. And so this professor was trying to say how people can't live on, with, on a living wage and it's in, impossible to make a living. And, and my son said, oh, that's great, but today you can go back to school. Nobody keeps you from working seven days a week, right? Because they know my story. I used to sleep in my car, not because I didn't have a house. I did, but it was an hour and a half away. So that was three hours extra that I could work each day because my dad had gotten laid off and we had to to work extra hours and try to make a make up some of the living, right? It was in 1990 when Iraq invades Kuwait. Well, who cares? Most people say, ah, Iraq invades Kuwait. That's the other side of the world. Except for my dad worked for Iraqi airlines. So when he worked for the airlines, he's not Iraqi, but he worked for the airlines. In 72 hours, the entire airlines was shut down. All of the bank accounts were shut down, including the payroll check that my dad was supposed to get, and including the previous month's payroll check. They withheld it. So surprise, how was he going to pay husband, wife, and three kids where he's the only breadwinner? Four, sorry, four kids. How did, we, how did we survive as a young family? Well, my dad went to work. He worked his tail off. He never stopped. Right, I had just gotten a job with the police department, so I got permission to work off-duty security deal, so I worked two other jobs. I don't share that with you so you can think I'm a great guy. I share that with you because you go, wow, that's normal. That should be normal. Hard work for your family. Everybody helps out everybody else, and we can get the next person up the rung of the ladder. And that's what you do. But today, all of that's considered racist. They're going to come after you. They're going to come after your money. They're going to hide it in taxes and equity in social justice tax. You can expect that to be coming down the road. Biden already signed a bunch of um, executive orders eliminating jobs for countless people. The last time he did that, we had a, a place up in Vernal, Utah. You guys know where that is, top, uh, I guess, northeast corner of the state, the Uintah Basin. Nice. Some of you know it as dinosaur country, right? Well, as soon as Obama was in office, two weeks later, they signed all these executive orders. They shut down fracking, even if you had already had a drill, a, a hole in the ground. So it took two and a half years. Supreme Court finally gets involved. Near unanimous, I think it was unanimous, that President Obama stepped over the line. And later on in an interview, he said, well, we knew that we were going to lose, but we just wanted to delay it as long as possible. Do they not understand these were human beings who had jobs, that had grocery stores, that had, had businesses, that had jobs that were taken away? 
So when I tell you you're next, you're next. Any place that conservatives are thriving, I think they're going to go after you. If it's a sector or a city. Because you are the brightest light against the San Francisco's and the Californians. And I don't want you to, to not embrace Californians. Right? They're coming. But I think you should shun liberal Californians. I think you should make sure they don't get a place in power. You know, I guess I used to be, uh, you know, a lot more, you know, middle of the road, I guess, with it. But not anymore. Look at what they've done to Austin, Texas. El Paso. Look at what they've done to, to liberal or, or conservative bastions like southern uh, Idaho. If you don't think they can flip Las Vegas and the surrounding areas, right? They, they did. Arizona, conservative forever. Now it's purple, maybe, maybe even liberal. So my point is, You've got to continue to fight. You have to stand up for your values. You have to stand up and run for office because they're going to come after your money. They're going to come after your retirement accounts. And how they do it is because you have it, they don't, so they will tax you. Because, you know, you can only get so much when you come at somebody with a a gun and a mask. But when you come at them with the entire federal government behind the scenes, well, you can get a lot further, can't you? And not only can you get a lot further... If they don't listen, boy, you can punish the daylights out of them. You can take their firstborn, in fact. So I want you to consider this as part of the, the, the solution, is you're going to run for office, you're going to stand up, you're going to be somebody who, who doesn't just sit down and, and hope, right? Because hope and change, we know that's not really a value. That's a slogan for a T-shirt, right? You're going to have to turn in your Me Too T-shirts, and your Hope and Change t-shirts, because that didn't last long enough to, to run through the BLM and the Antifa shirts. Those, those are the ones for the year. That's it. And, and that's what we heard. Look, we've heard this before. A friend of mine said this. I didn't understand it. And he said, Arif, you know, the, the liberal uh, agitators, that, that uh, mindset that where they're screaming and yelling and protesting, there's always a problem. It's like a dial. Right? It goes up and like a dimmer switch. It goes up and down. We're angry. We're not angry. We're a little more angry. We're a little less angry. Right? And conservatives are nothing, nothing, nothing switch, like a light switch. Meaning we have jobs, so we're not going to protest or shut down freeways. We have jobs, so we're not going to, you know, uh, go to people's homes in the middle of the night and pound pots and pans because we're busy. We got things to do. But eventually, this is serious. You know, the, the guy with three or four houses, Bernie Sanders, the person with three or four houses, uh, 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 Biden, Joe Biden, President Biden, what did he do? <laughs> they worked for government their whole life. It's supposed to be public service, right? It's supposed to be work for a little while. The Texas legislature is in office less than a third of the year. Texas legislature requires them to actually have a job outside of sitting around the, the Capitol. They have to be out in the public. They have to listen to the people. They have to go to work and have a job and be a part of the community instead of this forever uh, jockeying for position, trying to figure out what the next political move is going to be. They give a lot more power to the local environment where you see the people at the grocery store, right? You see the city council, the city manager, the, the governor, uh, sorry, the mayor. You see these people at the grocery store. 
when you see this happening across this the country and you have a couple of senator, senators, they make everybody look bad. So how, do you gonna, how are you going to build for 2021? How are you going to build and protect this portfolio with this bleakness that's coming? In other words, let's get some solutions for the total financial solutions. Well, we have them, and we're going to cover those when we come back. I want you to stay with me because I want you to follow two things that I think are going to make a big difference. Specifically, ready for this? What are some things that you can do, some signs, if you will, that you are financially okay? Well, I've got that for you when we come back. This is important you know because you and your family are trying to focus on the the most important things, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for the future, the total financial hour. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arab has a platform. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for staying with me. The Total Financial Hour. I'm Arab Halaby. Total Financial Solutions and TFS Financial Insurance Services. Talking about your family's finances. Of course, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for your future. Uh, look, I know it sounds kind of bleak. Right at the end of the day, we're like, this. we're going to heck in a handbasket. Well, the same thing the left did is they grinned and bear it. You know, as you say, grin and bear it. They understood that there was a four-year window really two years, because by that time you really want to start, you know, going for the midterms as well. And so you're almost six months with no political activity before it's the next thing, whether it's yeah, your your state senators or congressional people, whatever it might be, that's the next go round. And you're constantly trying to figure this out. I get the moral high ground. Everybody thinks that they're there. And some folks from our church before were saying, you know, I guess we're not going to vote. I, I understand some of the, the local leaders. But part of it is this. You have two people to vote for. So even if you don't vote, you voted. I mean, you understand that. So the only thing you can do to not vote is to not be in the state and be a resident. <laughs> because if you don't vote, you voted. And you better hope you like the result. Because in your, quote, non-vote vote, you understand that you're you're impacting things. Well, that's really the same thing when it comes to work. A lot of people say Monday through Friday, nine to five. That's my job. Eight hours, forty hours. After that, overtime, double time, time and a half. Right? You understand? It doesn't say in the Bible or the Constitution. I guess you can figure out what what scriptures you want to read, but you tell me where it says Monday through Friday, nine to five, forty hour work weeks. No, it does say Sunday. Yep, but that's six days a week. And usually sunup to sundown, that's probably 10 hours a day. So my point is, you're letting others tell you that as long as you can achieve success in this window of time, good luck to you. But if you can't, in other words, if you have the ability to work harder, if you have the ability to, to have great, greater stamina when it comes to the next job or second or third job you have to take, because there's no reason for financial failure uh, listen, I'm, I get it. You're going to find some of the outliers. I understand. Right? If, if I inherited a billion dollars a month, it's going to be difficult to spend it all. I'm never going to be broke. 
But if I make a dollar a day, it's almost impossible to live in the United States and have a, a family. So I'm always going to be broke. I get it. You can go to the extremes, but that's not where most people live. So how do we know when we can retire? Because believe it or not, if you plan right, retirement isn't just sitting around in a rocking chair waiting to die. And when you open up your calendar, whether it's your, your iPhone or your Samsung or, or just your, your you know, Covey, Franklin Covey planner, whatever you're using for your day planner, and all you see in there is pharmacy visits, hair appointments, doctor visits, x-rays, checkup. Right? If that's the excitement that you look for, in fact, if you show up early to all of these different, any social event that you have and you show up early, Maybe there needs to be other things in your life. I don't mean show up on time. I said show up early, 20 minutes, half an hour, maybe even sooner. Then maybe there needs to be other things in your life that are interesting, that are fun, that are a part of that process of enjoying life. Because if you don't do it that way, then what are you going to end up with? A pretty miserable, lonely life. So a lot of people will work because they want to, not because they have to. If that is the choice in your life, I'm all right with that. I don't want you to work just because you have to. Because usually it means after 20 years or 30 years of working, if you can't stop working for money, then you've mismanaged your money. It doesn't mean you're a bad human being. It just means you mismanage your money. There's a great book. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I didn't say a perfect book. I didn't say a great author or a perfect author. I said a great book. I don't know the author, so... But I can tell you that book really made a difference in my life because the concepts are things I didn't learn about in high school and certainly didn't learn about at the dinner table. So it was a part of the knowledge base that you and I should have, which is that ability to kind of merge things together, different experiences, different knowledge, different resources, hopefully a mentor or two along the way. And then sit down and say, how can I improve my, my lot in life? Because by the time you're, you're 50 years old, you know whether you're on the right track or not. And if you're not on the right track, there are things you can do. But let's start. What's our first, I don't know, what's our first takeaway to realize, are we on the right track or not? Are we paying our bills on time? The monthly bills, the day-to-day bills. Because generally speaking, you should need around 75 to 80% of, that, of those bills. That's the floor. That's the paychecks. Tom Henya, H-E-G-N-A, is a great author. In fact, uh, I've had him on my shows uh, a couple of times. Probably five years ago was the first time. I think six years ago, uh, maybe something like that. And then we had him on again maybe four years ago. Tom Henya, great guy, great author. Paychecks to Playchecks. I like his book. But here's what it talks about. It says most people are just working for the paychecks, meaning now you get to the point in life when you say, and my bills are covered. Well, I can't afford to leave the house, but at least my bills are covered. And my point to you is I want you to realize that there's two different sets of dollars that you need to have. You can merge them all together, but here's the first step. Are we paying our bills on time? Because you have to at least have that before you get to the place of saying, and now I'm really uh, ready or able to stop working for money. I don't mean stop working. I don't want you to be 56 years old and sit in a rocking chair. I don't want that. I want you to have friends and family. I want you to be able to volunteer, maybe take a trip 
for an extended period of time without asking a boss for time off. That's what freedom is about. That's what social uh, freedom is about. Okay, what about debt? You know, a lot of what you look for, what I look for in life, is, is stuff. If you can go back in, in memory, I'm not as old as some, but, but I can remember when you used to buy cars for cash. And maybe if you financed it, now maybe some financed longer, but I remember it was a one or two or three year finance. That was it. Anything more than that, and that's a big mistake. Don't buy it. You can't afford it. Today, they're financing automobiles, what, seven and eight years? Maybe longer? It's never going to be worth what you owe on it, ever. It's like you're chasing it, right? You will always owe more unless you finally pay it off and it's worth $50. I don't know. It'll be worth more than you paid for it. Uh, Never. So... How do you make sure, do you have large amounts of debt? Let's get that paid off. We can retire when we don't have debt that's eating up your existing uh, lifestyle. Now, for a lot of people, you say, oh, senior citizens, they're just smarter with money. No, because today's 55, 60, 60 60-year-olds, they grew up where debt was a big part of life. That was how you accumulated things. Unless you grew up in a family where hard work equaled, I'm going to buy something, no hard work equals I can't afford it. We will go without it. So today, right, money is very inexpensive. In fact, money is cheap. In more ways than one, maybe it's cheap, but money is available. It's everywhere. Right? It's two and a half, three, three and a half percent. So I'm okay if you're going to borrow money, but you better have a plan to pay it off. You better have an accelerated plan to pay it off. You better have, so, so if I own a, a building and it costs me $10,000 a month, wow, that's what my mortgage and my taxes and my insurance, $10,000 a month, wow, that's a lot. Out, out the front door, boom, there you go. Oh, wait a second. It's an office building or a medical building or, or a shopping center or it's a strip mall and that is bringing in $20,000 a month? Well, then that's called good debt. Bad debt is debt that you have to work for, like your car or your primary residence. I'd prefer you live at home, you rent from your parents, or you live in a rental property, and then buy two rental properties for other people to rent. Then when the time comes in a year or two or three for you to go buy a house for you and your family to live in, you have two other people helping you pay your mortgage. But they are not going to live in your house. (laughs) You're not renting out back bedrooms. You should be working for things that go up in value. That's the whole idea. I think one of the mistakes people made, certainly in the last 40 or 50 years, is they buy a house to live in right off the bat. That means day one, they go, okay, we're going to save up, we're going to build, and we're going to rent for a little while, and then we're going to buy a house to live in. I think you should save up. You're going to live at home. You're going to live in a rental apartment, whatever you're going to do, and you're going to buy a house and someone else is going to rent it. And then you do it again and again. You do it two or three times. Then, surprise, you're 50 years old. You're worth $5 million and you're retired. If you want. You have problems at work. right? I never wanted to be the guy who worked at a place and hated his job but had to be there. There was always a thing for me. 
early on when we first got married, my wife and I, she was 21, I was 23. She was there at her job maybe a couple of three years, two, three years. And then when she was there at least three years, she was given a promotion to run an entire division. It was great. She was a college grad, real smart, worked for the executive vice president. Everything was wonderful, super okay. They put her in the newsletter. Everything was great. She's going to be running the next division. That was in December. In January, she told them, hey, we're pregnant. We're going to have a baby in July. They took that job away from her. They didn't ask her, are you going to be coming back? Are you not? Can you work and be pregnant at the same time? And for weeks, she was devastated. When she would go to work, she would cry, feel, feel horrible. Right? What a miserable way to treat an employee. Imagine if she had to stay there. Right? Financially speaking, you're like, well, I have to be here. I have to be around these people that remind me how, how ugly they can be. When yesterday I thought they were good people. So I want you to think about this, right? If you're, if you're stuck in a position or in a job because you mismanage money, then the fault is your own. So we can fix that. Watch your debt. Learn how to, don't be cheap, right? There's a difference between cost conscious and cheap, right? So, so don't be cheap, but be somebody who understands the value of money and figure out the how. There's a lot of people in life that'll tell you what's wrong with America. A lot of people in life that'll tell you what's wrong with you. But very few will tell you how to fix things, or this is what's right, or here's the good news of America. Very few. There's no power in it. Okay, what about this? Do we have a plan for future expenses? Do we have something down the line? We call it an emergency account. Because you're going to need things like, oh, I'm 50-something. Okay, surprise, the air conditioner went out. Well, that's going to be normal. We know every 10 years or so and so, we're going to have to put in a new air conditioner. We know we're going to have to eventually paint the house. We know that eventually the pool filter will go out and on and on. It isn't just birthday parties and property taxes that are going to come around every single year. Because sometimes people go, well, it's such a surprise. They go, well, surprise, for the next rest of your life, property taxes are going to be around this time of year. It doesn't change. So you need to know that there are going to be emergencies that happen. Some things are predictable, some are not. Have that emergency account set up. Set aside. It's in the corner. It's off to the side. No, you're not going to earn great interest rates. A lot of people don't realize the emergency account's job is not to earn huge interest rates. Its job is to be accessible. So when you're looking at money, you say, what's the job of this money? Is it to earn me high rates of return? Okay, I'm going to give up safety and security. I'm going to give up the ability to have it there when I need it because maybe the market is low and I need it. I better have a plan B. Other monies that are available... If all heck, you know, goes loose here. Oh, is the job of this money to be available with the swipe of a debit card or just pulling money out of my purse or my pocket? Is there money that I need for lunch today? Okay, that is not going to earn any interest in my pocket. It's not going to earn any interest. It's not going to earn, uh, you know, big rates of return in a savings account or a checking account at the credit union. It just isn't. But that's not a job. 
oh, wait, his job of this money is tax deferral, to earn interest, to delay me paying taxes on it for as long as possible, maybe forever. Okay, well, that goes in a different place. So you have a chance to kind of see the different options for money, what it does, where where it's located, because it has a different job to do. Just like you're different than your siblings, right? You may have a different career than your parents or your kids. Money has a different job. It looks the same, right? A dollar bill looks like a dollar bill. It looks the same, but it is not by any means the same. It has different jobs to do. How about Social Security benefits? Do you know what you have? Do you know what you need to do to make sure you qualify for Medicare? What if you were off and on, independent contractor, worked for somebody else, then I worked for myself? What if your spouse worked for somebody else, worked for herself, or worked at home, raised kids, worked a little, right? You need to know this. I'll give you a number. We can help you kind of with this analysis. Take a look at it. 888-99-RETIRE. It's 888-997-3847. You can get us a call at 888-997-3847. We can help you. We can walk through this, decide, does it make sense? For you to get an idea of where you are at this moment. Is it too early? Is it too late? I don't think it's ever too late, especially if you're still on this side of the grass. We got a lot of, we got a lot of ways to go. All right. How about a plan? Now, I don't think you need a real elaborate financial plan. In fact, I think those are hoaxes. I, I don't know. When I say a hoax, this is what I mean by it. It's really simple. I think most of them are hoaxes. It's simple because you never follow them. And the financial advisors, I'm a certified uh, financial expert of, uh, and everybody's got every initial after their name and look at where I went to school and that should matter because it's down the street from you. Oh, wait, wait, look at the school, the mascot. Oh, strong mascot. So therefore, I must know everything. Or you could say, hey, listen, how much do I make? How much do I save? How much do I need to save? What's my debt? I don't think most people, I don't think most of you can understand or care about a financial plan. And by the way, I'm talking to financial advisors, not, not just the public, because so many of them, you know, we, I, I teach them probably five times a year. We have uh, conferences and we'll go out and, sp- and speak to them and they'll come to, to the conferences, et cetera. We'll lay down ideas and conversations and, and most of them, you know, it's all software driven now. You fill in name, address, how much do you make? How many kids do you have? When do you want to retire? What is your savings accounts? And you hit enter. And the computer goes, here's an elaborate financial plan. And it depends. If the advisor paid for the deluxe edition, you get 16 extra pages, and it shows even a greater amount of solutions. And in reality, you sit back and you look at these and you say, well, what does this have to do with me getting milk tomorrow? And, and by the way, nothing in this financial plan talks about a purpose. Because everybody wants to be, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Exciting when it comes to, you know, money. But I don't care how much money you have. If you don't have a purpose in life, if you just sit in a corner, if you're not valuable, if nobody counts on you to show up, then more important than the self-esteem baloney that I think have been taught in schools forever, the self-worth. Prisons are filled with people with self-esteem. They don't have self-worth. But they all think that they deserve to have your purse or rob your bank or your store or take your car. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. 
that's full of self-esteem. Self-worth, that's something different. I value myself too much to degrade myself to be a criminal. I will work hard because that's the kind of person I am at being honest and hard, right? Those kinds of self-worth ideas, they're missing in these one-dimensional financial plans. Things that say, well, what are you going to do the next day after? Well, I got to clean out the garage. Boy, have you seen those closets? I got to, you know, I got to paint and okay, great. So that's a month, two, six, then what? You're going to have what, 20 or 30 or 40 years left on this earth maybe after you retire. So what are you going to do? Well, I'll find something to do. Okay, that means nothing. Ask anybody that's retired. Ask them honestly, off to the side, where, where they're going to tell you the truth and not worry about others around and say, you know, what is, it, what is it that you would do differently in the five years prior to your retirement or the five years after your retirement? By the way, we call that the golden 10. The golden 10 are five years prior to retirement and five years after. Five years prior, simple. Because you could accumulate debt or other long-term payments. You could make financial decisions like having your money in the market, having too much at risk. The five or six or years or so before retirement, it takes between seven and 13 years to make back your money when we have a bad collapse. So if you're five years before retirement and, and it takes seven years on average to make your money back, when we look at the last 20 or 30 years, uh, you're now retired and your accounts are worth less than they were five years earlier. So we have to start planning as you're preparing to retire to start moving money out of risk, adjusting money with our rule of 100. So your financial plan should say something like, what do you look, what, what does the next day look like? How much money do you have? How much do you need? Let's go back to our paychecks. Right? Food, shelter, clothing, insurance. What does that look like? What's that cost? Okay, there's a math formula. Simple. We can all do it. Then we say, that is what you need to protect. Anything else you want to swing hard, take a risk, go, you know, put on red, go to Vegas at the casino, play that game, whatever you want to do, that's the other money. Now, you don't have to do anything with those. You can keep that safe and protected. But we want to protect the food, shelter, clothing. We want to save the risk money from being lost. So we move that to the side. And that's what we specialize in. We're that safety component of your life. I think you need to have somebody who's really good at risk. Let somebody else who promises to make you rich, let them have that kind of money. But I want to caution you before you say, hey, listen, hey, you said you're going to make me rich. Let's first, I want to meet your mom and dad. You've heard me say this before. I go, hey, oh, I want to meet your mom and dad. They go, why? Well, because if you say that, you know, you're 38 years old, you said that you can make me rich, then you better have made them rich already because if you didn't take care of your parents, then you're probably a son of a gun and I'm not interested in dealing with you. So if you're that good, you probably should have helped your mom and dad out first. All right, let's take a look. Oh, okay. Then I want to see you, make sure you're financially wealthy because you just said you can make me rich. I'm a stranger. You should protect, you should grow maybe even value your money greater than most. So let's see it. What do you do? Do you squander your own money? Oh, okay. So you're pretty smart with your own. Now let's talk about my money. You don't want a financial professional who's promising to make you rich, who's never really made anybody rich. 
But let me explain something to you. Our job is to keep you from being broke. Now, that's a different job. One person works on the transmission. I work on the brakes. My job is to make sure you can take the turns and not go over the cliff. My job is to make sure you can slow down and not hit the car in front of you. So, in other words, you had to have already come to me with some sort of financial success. I don't mean millions at all. You have to come to me with some financial discipline, some financial habits. I can protect what you have grown grown, and grow it with reasonable rates of return, by the way. I can protect it and grow it along the way so we're getting comfortable rates of return. Listen, you're never going to get home runs. You're going to average between three and six, maybe four and eight, something like that. Sometimes zero, sometimes 10, sometimes 12, sometimes four. Some years two, some years nine. The rates of return that you get on average over time, it's eh, we've seen over a 10-year between three and six. So we'll keep up with inflation most of the time. We watch out for risk. We're, we're avoiding some of the craziness. We're never going to lose. So your, quote, financial plan, you got to have something And usually in writing really makes a difference, whether it's a short-term or long-term. I think you should have both. Because your long-term goals, how do we know you're ready for retirement? Because you understand that you're not guaranteed another day on this earth. And how are you going to pass on this wealth? Well, in future shows, we're going to talk about, as we've done in the past, living trusts, revocable living trusts, using charitable trusts, other things to make sure your family is safe and protected. Thanks for joining us. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. You can reach me. We have offices right here for you. I'm Eric Halaby. Total Financial Hour. It's your place for news, talk, and information. Thanks for being with me. Now Arif has a plan for me. Strategy. I'll retire comfortably thanks to Arab Halaby. Now every dollar's got a job to do.